All warfare is based on deception. Therefore, when capable, feign incapacity. When active, inactivity. Welcome to episode three of Sandwich Wingman. I'm Ryan Morrison. With me is Rob Hanna. Rob, how you doing? I'm excellent. Ryan, it is so great to be able to do an episode in person together today. Yeah, this is a great uh, venue. We've got a fantastic view here. We'll uh, we'll uh, we'll t- we'll take a picture. We'll put it up on the uh, the Facebook page. That would be great. Sandwich Wingman Facebook page, uh, facebook.com/sandwichwingman. Excellent. And uh, pretty pleased about uh, our show today. Oh, me too. This is going to be so much fun. We've got uh, ham sandwiches. Yes. Ham. Uh, which uh, I'm not a big fan of ham, but I think it worked out pretty well this week. As as it, I think it did for me, but I'm uh, particularly excited about yours. And as for um, Sun Tzu, uh, you know, the, our last uh, two weeks here, it, it seemed like our our author, our essayist, was giving us explicit uh, blessing, permission, encouragement yes. to record Sandwich Wingman. Exactly right. This one maybe doesn't uh, fit so well. Uh, we're we're not going to feign incapacity here. We're, we're, we're all on the same team. We're all trying to make good sandwiches. <laughs> yes, right. That's true. This is not a competition. That's right. It's, it's a competition against uh, flavorlessness, against uh, monotony, lunch right. monotony. I totally agree with that. Yes. In fact, in fact the, just if you think about the conversation piece aspect, yeah. it's just so great to think that we might actually be like uh, maybe adding a little spice to our lives. That's, that's, that's right. <laughs> Variety, right? Variety. And uh, so that hooks back into uh, the quote we started with on self-reliance, uh, Emerson, the first week. We're, yes. We're advancing on chaos and the dark. Oh, yes. Yes. I didn't practice that cadence, but we're... That was nice. Yes. yes, thank you. Um, yeah, so it's great to be in person. We've got this uh, fantastic view. It's good to see you. And um, absolutely good to see you, too. And, you look uh, great. Oh, thank you very much. You uh, you look great despite the fact that you're not wearing a sweater. Oh, I know that's true. You're, it's very out of character guy. for me. I know. Yes, I realize this. But but you you wear the hell out of those sweaters. That's so. Um, and back in Boston, it's good to see you back here anyway. So. Yeah. So we've got Sun Tzu this week. Yeah. Um, we've got ham sandwiches, and um, I have been very very curious to find out what you did. Yes. With ham. I know. How, how surprising is it to, for me to tell you, maybe not surprising at all, for me to tell you that I actually, in fact, made two ham sandwiches this week. Two ham sandwiches. I know. It's unbelievable. Hamming I, it up. I, 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 well, I'll tell you this, Rice. What I was originally going to do was ham two ways. I bought two different types of ham, and I was going to put them Ooh. together, okay? But then it made no sense when I start, when I thought about doing it, so I said, let's make two sandwiches. So, okay. um, uh, I'll, obviously, for the sake of the competitive aspect of this, we'll probably count my lowest score because that's only fair. No, no, no. Well, I can count my highest score. Yes, maybe yeah, well. yeah. Okay, well, well, we're, we're recommending our, our, our best work. I yes. also have a failure this week in addition to a, oh, what I think is a success. So this so will work out well. What do you think? Um, should I... Um... Why, don't, why don't you tell us about um, the the process that you took? You yes, started exactly uh, with right. uh, two, two different types of ham. Exactly right. So uh, one ham, they're both interesting hams. One was raspberry peppercorn ham. Oh, yeah! Isn't that crazy? It sounded crazy when I had it, and, and to be honest, you, uh, we'll get into that in a sec. It was it was kind of an interesting experience, and the other one was habanero ham Ooh. with a little bit of heat, right? So, um, are you a heat guy? I'm sorry to, to interrupt. No, no, the I flow. think you're right, and maybe I can even start with the heat sandwich if we talk about that a little bit. But yeah, um, 
not particularly, but a little bit of heat, I think it's something I want to start experimenting with yeah, while I, we do this show. You know I, what I mean? Like, I, I never uh, would have thought that before, but with a little bit of heat now and all the cooking shows I now watch, it's just actually amazing, like, how it changed kind of the, 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 the experience inside, you know, your mouth, like, the, the, the actual yeah, experience I, of the sandwich. I, I did want to talk to you about that because um, it used to be, up until maybe three years ago, right? Um, you know, that, that kind of heat, uh, a hot pepper, it was just painful for me. I just... It just seemed like pain, and uh, mm-hmm. there was no redeeming quality for me. Mm-hmm. But uh, there was a, a a dish that I liked that was a little little too hot. I um, started to have a little more frequently, and found myself. You know, I, I think uh, the taste buds have changed. We're getting older, my friend. That's true. In fact, maybe we need more. You're saying of the uh, of the intense flavors in order to kind of uh, yeah. I don't know. It's just that sometimes the. Uh... The uh, I guess the, the the decline of our uh, advancing against power. the the taste bud chaos in the dark. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, um, oh, delightful. <laughs> well, um, yeah. So it, it is something that I enjoy now, and uh, I agree. It's it's going to help us here in, in in this project because you got to paint. You got to have every color on the on the color palette when we're we're trying to paint these sandwiches. So. I totally agree. Who would have thought that like uh, when we pitched ham last week that we actually could even have ham have its own spectrum of, of uh that's of right flavors right that's right yeah but for some reason i'm, I'm, I'm i was really, worried about that actually i'm particularly interested in you know as we as we kind of think more about these ham sandwiches but also about other sandwiches in the future about the about how much you can pack into the meat itself i've had like one of my more favorite I sandwiches see, yes. i've ever had in my entire life was at a place where it was it was just that the meat itself was so well uh prepared let's say and and, and like uh you know, cured and aspects like that. Sure. That in fact, it didn't even need anything but the bread. It just you could, the, the meat itself composed an entire sandwich. Yeah, that's itself. great. And I mean, that's fascinating. Yeah, so. and, and and when we're looking to to do something easy here, I mean, the, the more steps you can count out, the, the the better off we are. So. I agree. Okay, yes. so I interrupted you. So uh, should I go for it? I, please. Me, yeah, this is great. So okay, so let's go. With why, the why don't you t- first. Why don't you talk about? Um, you know, take a few minutes if you like. Talk about the 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 poor performing sandwich. Okay. Beginning to end, and then we'll go through our normal process for the for the, the poor performing sandwiches. Yeah, okay, then yes. we'll then we'll do, then we'll do the good one. Good, okay. So, uh, so for some reason, I decided to, to go with this, and I made a lot of mistakes with the sandwich. I think it's an interesting experience, right? So, so let me just kind of see how I constructed it, right? So, uh, the the bread in this case was a cinnamon raisin bagel. Oh, because <laughs> nice. I, I bought that. I was all prepared to have some other type of bread, but I went with the the easy one. Um, and what I did was I, I sliced a, uh, like a whole tomato and it was large slices. So they almost like one centimeter thick, which was a totally bad idea. I'll get into. Um, and, uh, mm. so I had the cinnamon raisin bagel, uh, it was stacked with, uh, then tomato and then spinach and then the cheese, then, um, the ham and then tomato and then the bagel. <laughs> so like there, there was tomato on each side of the sandwich. Oh. Which is pretty much unnecessary. And I, I, for some reason, I'm obsessed with making these things symmetrical. Yes. And the symmetry is, does not serve well many of these things. In fact, it, it, got, it gets dinged on the entice scale for many of those reasons. Oh. Um, and the cheese was a... <laughs> I used mozzarella cheese balls. Oh. It wasn't even like the big ball where down? I sliced it. No, it was like the mini balls. Oh. Um, that no, must have made it hard to eat. It was weird, but I, I ended up having the balls wrapped inside the ham. Oh. And maybe you'll see when we put the photo up online. But I like, like that. But like, since like one of the ham 
uh, slicer was effectively like a, a, a vessel for it to be held in. <laughs> yeah. I didn't like fully wrap around, but you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So actually, you won't be able to see on the photo because it actually it's on the inside, but you can imagine. Well, we'll see. We'll see bulges in the ham. Uh, perhaps. Perhaps. Ham the, bulges. Uh, ham bulges. Yeah. So. So again, yeah, uh, so like the tomato, uh, spinach, raspberry, peppercorn ham was the ham in this one, mozzarella cheese balls, um, and then uh, on the cinnamon raisin bagel. So prepared the night before. Uh, very easy to assemble, right? Except for essentially chopping the tomato was really the only prep. Mm. But I think I probably should have had a little more prep with that because the slices were too big, which gets at some integrity issues. Mm. Uh, but um, I gave that a five out of five for ease of assembly because essentially it, was, it couldn't be any easier. Um, great. So that was great. Um, but once I started getting into it and started eating it, uh, it was it was a difficult experience. But um, so I could totally get into that, or maybe we can uh, maybe kick back to your sandwich, maybe, and talk a little about your assembly. Well, I'll, I'll talk about the uh, the thing that I tried that, yeah. that didn't work. That like I don't to have too that. much to say about it. Fair other enough. Than, um, yeah. um, I was in a, a ham uh, conversation just last month a ham okay. a ham conversation and uh i wondered you were, you were hamming it up right i i was uh yeah there was there was a, a lot of ham coming from both directions a lot like your tomato <laughs> and um and i wondered aloud if um if a mint could ever work Ooh. Ooh, like with that. a ham oh wait hold on right yeah and i was worried about uh, maybe the ham being a little too salty you know to to really mix with with the mint um but you know, like a, like you might prepare with a with a, a lamb, a, a mint jelly. Oh, I or totally something get like what you're getting at. Yeah. I'm and excited. so uh, um, I didn't try mint jelly. There are probably a couple other things that I can try, but uh, suffice it to say, I did not master the the ham mint <laughs> combination this week. In fact, I yes. had I had a few unpleasant face contortions from, from wow. things that did not work uh, too well. Um, but I, I did uh, I did enjoy what I ended up with. So. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, but uh, your your main entrant? Yes. Oh, the main entrant sandwich. Yes. Yeah, just put it all out there, you mean? Yes. So, uh, surprisingly, the um, I, I, I used the same kind of sub roll I used last week for the second sandwich. I had one left over. Okay. <laughs> and I needed right. another sandwich. You know how much I need to eat. Yes. Um, so, this one was a uh, Rob, sub, sub roll. Yeah. yeah. Rob is a small person. Yes. Yeah. He's a, yeah. He's got yeah, a, I look forward a, to having a hummingbird. Yes. Yeah, yes. Right. It is incredible to think that I I'm the one who's pitching the one about two sandwiches. But um, so, <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> no, I, no, I mean that with, with, with you know great great affection. The uh, <laughs> the uh, but you know the uh, so the sub roll and I ended up topping it with mozzarella cheese balls, which I thought would be a total disaster because I scooped them out with a spoon from like the little bowl they come in with the liquid. Yeah. 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 And I thought too much liquid was going to be there. And then it was going to like you know disintegrate uh, the bottom oh, of the yeah, sandwich, sure. uh, and it surprisingly it didn't. So yeah, so top of that spinach on top, uh, the habanero ham was what I used for that one, and then uh, again pretty much the similar slice of tomatoes, um, and then a few more mozzarella balls to affect, which we'll see in the photo if we get that up. Um, so so we got ham. Yep. We got tomato. Yep. And we've got the small mozzarella balls. Yes, exactly right. And, and that's, spinach. And spinach. Yes. Right. So but you can picture this in the sub roll and all kind of stuffed in. Incredibly easy to assemble as the first sandwich. I would give that a five out of five on the on the uh, ease of assembly thing. Great. But I would say that the big the big there was a big uh, concern there with integrity, which in fact didn't get played out. But I leave that as a okay as a teaser. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, well, um, the the sandwich that I'm including yeah, this please, week do tell. is I made a croque monsieur. You or, did. I made a uh, well a uh, a Hawaiian inspired croque monsieur. Oh, this is delightful. Yes. So, um, 
I don't. I'm not sure I ever learned this in yeah. eight years of French. You you may have. I was thinking this, this reminded me of our days back in French class. Yeah, wow. but uh, the yes. word the croquer the the no, what is the that? verb it means to crunch. Right? Oh, fascinating. So, so a crunch is an important part of this process. And uh, I thought to myself, you know, we we talked to the end of last week. Actually, last week really helped with this. Uh, one, you know, we talked about the tools that we have available. Exactly right. At work, I've got a toaster, I've got a microwave. Exactly. Um, but also just the the po, you know, use the deliberate process, right? Exactly don't, right. Uh, don't don't stick with things that um, you wish would be compatible, but you know, go step by step and make yeah. sure that they are. Right. Um, so, so I had the English muffin idea. English muffin. I like this idea. Yes, and. Um, Last month, I was in a uh, a balsamic vinegar shop in in New York, in Bronxville, when I was visiting my sister. Wow, after, New York, right New York has Christmas. shops just devoted to yeah, in Bronxville. It's a, they they also had some infused olive oils, but they had many different Ooh. types of balsamic vinegar. Uh, I love it, including one which I purchased. Okay, do tell a pineapple infused balsamic vinegar, and so oh, this is absolutely loving that. I right, so yeah. this is um. This is the, the, the idea that I started with. I was going to try that in combination whenever right. we did ham. Exactly. Right? Um, oh, and yes, it turned exactly. out we did that's, ham. That's, yeah. mm-hmm. so, um, so I gave that a try. That's not um, the version that I'm going to enter myself because, oh, okay. because it's not a, you know, a, a pineapple infused balsamic vinegar is not an easy thing to acquire. That's true. I would say that's unusual, but, I, but, but it's certainly a, a rife for conversation. So I so I did a test run at home, um, using an oven just just to see how this would work, mm-hmm. and uh, I got Gruyere cheese, a block mm-hmm. of Gruyere cheese, yes. which is you know like a flat rectangle. Right. Um, I got uh, just a regular honey ham. Mm-hmm. I got some spinach as well, um, and um, I I did get some pineapple. I didn't use that in the in the first version. The right. first version. Which I made in the oven was uh, I toasted the English muffins, then put them on a, on a cookie sheet, um, put the Gruyere cheese on top of the bottoms of the, the English yep. muffin, mm-hmm. ham on top of that, um, little uh, spinach topping, which I put on after they came out from the oven, right? And also uh, the, some of this pineapple infused mm-hmm. balsamic vinegar, yeah. And it was delicious. It was delicious. It was it was very satisfying. The crunch and everything, just very satisfying. Uh, but again, this balsamic vinegar is not so easy to find, and we're all about helping people bring sandwiches to work. So true. So the the version that I'm that I'm using this week, um, what I brought into work was uh, English muffins. I used like a whole grain English muffin. Got it. Um, the Gruyere cheese, the ham, spinach. And a can of um, pineapple rings. You know how the pineapple comes in rings? Yep. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that was packed in, in pineapple juice. And I um, was able to toast the English muffins in the toaster. Got it. Really kind of toasted them to a crisp. So I, I put them in twice. And then mm-hmm. the bottoms were so uh, crispy uh, that when I put the the sliced Gruyere cheese on the the bottom of the English muffin. Yes. And I popped those in the, the microwave. It only took about 15 seconds in the microwave for the cheese to melt. Wow. And, and I found it really didn't affect the... the um, there was no, like, rubbery oh. aspect to the, the bread because it was already toasted. 
and it wasn't in there very long. Right. Huh. Um, so once that was melted, just put the spinach on top, put the, the ring of pineapple, which was the perfect size for an English muffin. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. Yes. yes. Right. Yeah. Exactly right. Yep. Top on there, and mm-hmm. yeah, it was... Uh, so, so ease of assembly, um, you know, I did have to... There was a multi-step process in the in the kitchen at work, and, mm-hmm. and actually, and yeah. it has to be because you know, a, a if this was not hot, the crunch of the the uh, English muffin would not have been very good. That's I true. Don't think so. So I'm going to give that a, a a three in terms of ease of assembly. I would say that the number of steps you you had to talk about to get to the yeah. final product. I it would was say. it was not uh, it was not crazy, but right. uh, and I did also try a little splash of. Uh, Balsamic, regular balsamic vinegar on there. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna recommend just a straight pineapple. It's very good. So in the end, that sandwich you were talking about, did it, did it have the balsamic, the pineapple balsamic on it? No, I, I just skipped that completely. Got because it. So, uh, so the sandwich for your and for your entry, as you say, for this week is right. actually one without if, that interesting ingredient, but without it, right? Yeah. So if uh, if you can find a pineapple infused balsamic vinegar, I think this is a good way to use it. But um, not uh, this is a, was a great sandwich in his own right. That's, That's amazing. It's the best sandwich I've ever made, which is not saying really? a whole lot. It's okay. not saying a whole lot, but. You know that's what we're here for, right? That's great. Keep, keep trying to be honest, things. I'm, I'm glad we're pushing each other on this. That's, I really mean that's right. This, yeah, this is incredible because I would say that they're. Uh, I mean, you know, my sandwiches might not sound nearly as ambitious as the ones you've tried, and I really actually respect the. I, uh, yeah, I've done some. Uh, well, let's say uh, uh, my my peas and turkey uh, were, try. That were, was regrettable. You were that's, pushing the envelope. Yeah, I was. And the uh, envelope pushed back. And the and the envelope tasted like peas and only <laughs> peas. Yes. 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 Um, well, that's great, man. Maybe we should kind of dig a little into this, then, right? Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe take a bite and uh, see what we can find with uh, how our sandwich is rated. Yes. Yes. Well, let's continue with uh, nutrition. Okay. Yes. Exactly. Right. So, so here's my take. So, um, similar to what we were kind of getting at last week with the nutritiousness um, of the sandwiches, I would say these were kind of moderately nutritious, and and maybe for the sake of, uh, I, I kind of go back and forth between the both, but they both got about the same rating for nutritional value which is about a three out of five. Um, okay. And I think that's mostly just because, you know, the, the bagel and the cheese are probably not that, you know, not explicitly yeah. healthy and the spinach, but the spinach and the ham and tomato are just good, solid ingredients. Sure. Um, you know, the ham is, is likely a processed thing if it had additional flavors in it. So maybe, you know, maybe there's that. So, but, you know, middle of the road, like, you know, I didn't add any oils. I typically don't. I think, I think uh, you know, what we might find on the show is that I typically don't add a lot of, of these extras like mustards or, or mayonnaise, I just don't use we'll them. We'll get that. Right. We'll get that. Yeah. But I think that for now, I mean, and maybe that to me will be pushing the envelope, but for at least for now, I, this is my a satisfying way for me to assemble these, which is with relatively simple ingredients without a lot of oil. But yeah, so I would say moderately nutritious. What about yours? I, I'm going to call mine a, mine a three okay. in terms of nutrition. Uh, yep. You know, there's not a whole lot of spinach on there. Um, uh, by the way, uh, I would I would say that any, any meal involving this uh, English muffin... Um, concoction i had two you know when i made it at home i had three it's wow a, well you know they're not they're not exactly. very big yeah. yeah that's a good point so it's not like necessarily even its own lunch just for you yeah either, right? bigger yeah. than a slider smaller than a sandwich yep. um and uh but it did mean that there wasn't too much uh, spinach on there but it was it was a nice touch add a little heft I, I took that uh the page out of your book uh, last week it, the spinach added a little uh little texture to it a little um a little more personality, but it really didn't. 
the 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 Gruyere cheese and the pineapple Absolutely. over overpowered flavors, right? Without yeah. a doubt. Yep. Um, but uh, Gruyere not very healthy. Um, yep. You know, ham maybe middle of the road. Probably, yeah. Um, and Hands but you know, uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna count the pineapple against me. So I'm I'm, I'm gonna say a three on nutrition. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And uh, now now for the this is the big consideration. However, yes. How did yours taste? Okay, so that that is an interesting question. The I don't know if this is gonna be we're gonna find this a lot, and I haven't been nearly as attuned to this until I've started to now essentially make this podcast with you, right? So like, the the bread dominated the flavor in the in the bagel sandwich, right? Which kind yeah. of makes sense, right? Like yeah. you know, you have a kind of a relatively thick, you know, normal sized bagel. As in cinnamon or as in raisin? Oh, good point. Cinnamon raisin bagel, right? right. And I would say that the flavor was more like breadiness. Like I don't remember like there being oh, a particularly see. strong like. Uh, like raisin aspect per se, it was just that the, the the I just tasted bagel. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, so I would say that that, and I really couldn't actually surprisingly taste in the uh, in the bagel sandwich the raspberry flavor that was in the ham. And I'm not sure if that was because the raisins were dominating it, or actually if the raspberry flavor was actually very subtle. You know, I don't know. So you know that that that's difficult to think about. Um, I don't know. Uh, but, so so maybe didn't maximize the 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 flavored aspect of the ham. That's yeah, what you're saying. yeah, exactly. There was no feature. I mean, I like the fact, you know, you're saying, yeah, the pineapple aspect would have been really featured in yours, whereas I think that, like, the fact that this was infused in the ham, this is a trade-off. I didn't get a lot of raspberry. Um, so, in, in that sense... The, that, the story that, of our lives. Yeah, not, not nearly enough raspberry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'd say good taste. I do love raspberry. Uh, the flavors might have mixed really well together because I didn't taste any flavor sticking out. Uh, and on that particular sandwich, I'd give it a five for taste. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so, so does that mean that um, you're not likely to repeat the sandwich, or would you, if if I offered you your sandwich, would you eat it, or would you, would you eat it just because I had made it for you, or would you uh, hope that you could replace it with a different sandwich? I I would say that it was less about the the middling taste and the integrity of it. I mean, I would not want to have that bagel sandwich again. Okay. Yeah. But so. but your sub roll sandwich. The sub roll. Uh, surprisingly, uh, stayed together, but I can get that in a sec. But the actual taste of it, you got a little bit of heat from the habanero, which was actually just enough heat. Great. Just a little bit of heat. And the tomato, and, and uh, you actually had a good deal of cheese flavor, especially in the aftertaste, which I, I, I don't know. We have to explore that more. Interesting. Right. So, like, you have it all, you ate it all, and it had a nice, consistent flavor. The sub kind of held it together. But the but the aftertaste, like, you know, when you're kind of sending it so to the like, desk. So, like, your, your taste buds got a little doggy bag. Uh, yeah, that's right. Later. Exactly yeah. right. Doggy bag filled with mozzarella balls, <laughs> and, uh, and and I could taste them. I could taste the mozzarella strongly. Only mozzarella in the aftertaste, which was great. It was very pleasant. Oh yeah, uh, it's a it's a it's a cool crisp you know flavor. I could I could, I could see that really working with the heat. with the heat. I yeah, it yeah. Again, again. I think the habanero added just enough heat. So I would say it's not as good as the egg sandwich I talked about last week, um, but the touch of heat was was enough to 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 give it uh, a little bit better than a, a five. So I gave it a six. Okay, so you so you'd repeat it. I'd repeat it's... it, but I'd probably repeat it with some refinements. Okay, uh, but okay. It wasn't like something that like really wowed me with an overall taste, but it was was not unpleasant at all. It sounds pretty good. It, it it was. I would say the sub one was pretty good. Okay, well, um, now I feel I feel some uh, some apprehension here, okay. but uh, I got to say, I really enjoyed my my sandwich. I, it, I know. it tasted really well, and. Uh, I'm gonna. Uh, you gonna do maybe it? Maybe I'm gonna regret this. I'm gonna give this a nine. Okay, I had a okay. feeling you were gonna say that. Yeah, I, I spent a lot of time this week thinking about whether this was an eight or a nine. But uh, 
I'm gonna go with the nine. That's I, I want to. I don't want to regret that I didn't go with the nine because right. I don't know if I'm gonna match this. Frank, quite frankly, oh my God, it yeah. tasted very good. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I think you should give yourself some credit for that. For having well, it's a, this well, it, you know, you, you throw enough darts, you know, you're gonna hit the target sometimes. You're gonna hit the wall. Uh, we're, we're aiming for the target every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I if I just you're gonna hit the bullseye. Sometime. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I feel good about that. I recommend it. Well, I, I in some sense maybe I wonder if at some point I should try to make that too. Like I should I, make it so that I can tell you how I was able to construct it. Oh yeah, on what you described and. If I have the same experience of it, maybe we can leave so that. So, yeah, there's a little bit of a... I mean, it would be... If you weren't making it as a make-to-work sandwich, it might right. be a little bit easier for you. Because you could actually even skip the, the toaster step and just put, them uh, yes. in, just put them in the oven. I did that one, yeah. of the, one of the times I tried it this week, and it worked out okay. Yeah, and I wonder... Yeah, the mic, but you did microwave it. I did not microwave it when I was at home, and I had the oven. And right, just, exactly. Right. But at work. But at work, I microwaved... Um, so I made sure to to keep the the cheese out for like an hour, yep, an hour or so before I made the sandwiches and um, oh, interesting, you know, just to cool it down a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, I sliced it and kind of left it in the slice. Oh. And to be perfectly honest, while the um, while the English muffins were in the toaster, I kind of held the the paper plate holding the um, the sliced little pieces of cheese yeah. over the toaster, just to you know, just mm. kind of. I don't know. That's uh, it was probably I, not that important. I, I, yeah, I, I was expecting it to take longer in the microwave. That's why I was yes. trying to cut down on it. But but really, the the cheese was bubbling within 15 seconds in the microwave, and that's with two that's two of them in there at yep. once. Yes, and uh, so. I looked a little into microwaving this week. I won't get too much into it now because I think I need to do a little more research on the science of it. But I, I think there are a bunch of interesting things we we could at least say briefly about that. Sure. Well, you know, so like it's so microwaving without going into like you know the microwaves are, are a, a one part of the spectrum of electromagnetic spectrum. Sure. Right? Yeah. So um, and and what essentially you can imagine microwaving does is actually heats things from the inside by exciting the water molecules. Right. Good. So I'm wondering if that's an explanation for why your uh, didn't harm the bread. Harm the bread. Right. Because I'd already, already like, toasted the them all out. Yeah. Up, right. So it wouldn't have necessarily affected that flavoring, and maybe for a crock type of flavor you're mm-hmm. okay with having it be uh like you know dried out, dried out so, yeah so microwave is fine yeah, for well, a this year right right i mean the the thing that i haven't liked about microwaving bread in the past is kind of that rubbery texture yes, exactly that's right. that's uh but yeah i think yeah that makes perfect sense yes. the, the if there are mu- many fewer water molecules yep. in the in the bottom of the english muffin after it's toasted then and probably that's exactly what led yeah exactly right and what right. exactly led to the bubbling in the cheese brought the same thing, right? There was probably a high right. water content, right? So I've I've heard on the uh, I've heard out in the world doing mm-hmm. a little research this week. Right. Gruyere and the microwave don't normally mix. That that there's a there's a, a not too pleasant thing that happens really? uh, to the texture of the cheese. But I, I didn't uh, I really didn't detect that. I think probably had to do with the fact that it was only in there for fifteen seconds. Right. But, exactly. So maybe uh, that I wasn't was looking it. to liquefy it just to. Yeah, right. but it, it it did bubble over. It did uh, kind of ease off the edge of the sandwich at one point. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Do, do you have any idea? I'm, I'm interested in just following up on that Gruyere point. So, do you have any idea why Gruyere, if you were to microwave it longer, or like, I or don't. I should say, well, let me ask the question: What happens to Gruyere when you microwave it too long? Yeah, I, I think I think we're gonna have to get back to okay. that. But yeah. uh, but I because um, I think it'd be interesting to really kind of go through the you know help people you know help us even think about like 
uh, the effects of microwaving on cheese. Just right. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a water work. You should make sure you know which kind of cheeses to use. Right. Yeah. Maybe it's a uh, right. Yeah. We're I'm sure it has something to do with the water this. content, but I wonder how we can think it through. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I wonder if it has to do with um, if you excite the water molecules to the point where they turn into water vapor. Yep. Exactly. And you've you've got water vapor in your cheese. That's probably not so great. Yeah. I don't know. Fair enough. Oh yeah, maybe you're capturing it within. Yeah. Or if you or you know like. Um, if you, well, maybe you just don't want, you know, cheese that doesn't have as much water in it. Exactly right. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. Well, we'll have to think about that. That'll be a fun little... Uh, yeah, I agree with that. So, maybe we... Um, let, let me kick back to you then. So, let's let's talk a little bit about integrity here, because we were talking a little about bread. Sure. Do you want to go with it for yours? So, in- integrity, um, the, the cheese kind of kept things together. Um, I was able to kind of just tent the... Uh, the ham on the top there. Yep. So it really wasn't spilling over in any in any side. I didn't Good. have to fold it. Just kind of, mm-hmm. you know, it was a thin sliced ham, which I would recommend. And uh, the spinach did some favors to the pineapple, which again, the pineapple, the, the size of the pineapple uh, ring, yeah. it was just a perfect size. Mm-hmm. It really didn't, um, it didn't go all the way up to the edge, but it's still, you know, it's not like you were taking bites and it's in that pineapple. Exactly right. And so um, I'm giving a, a four on integrity. I mean, I, I uh, yeah. you know, didn't didn't struggle to to fit it in my mouth. Nothing fell out in my hands. Um, so I don't know. I mean, if uh, if a sandwich is more of like a solid mass, like I've had a, you know, if you had like a tuna salad in a, mm-hmm. in a wrap or something like that, maybe that's an ideal, exactly. you know, five integrity. Yep. Right. But I give this a four. It's stuck together pretty well. It's a good point about wraps. The same thing about it. That might be like what we kind of judge that part of the scale on. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, but that the uh, so yeah, so mine, uh, yeah, very low integrity for the bagel. Okay, the, yeah. the experience was the experience of eating an overstuffed bagel sandwich, uh, unpleasant. We can get the experience part. But, that's that's a but mouthful. It, it was that's what I mean. I literally couldn't fit it in my mouth. So I essentially was getting like part of a top of the sandwich, oh, and then maybe the bottom yeah. of the sandwich, and things and like. The bagel didn't have like uh, the type of integrity I wanted to have, so like it kind of broke off or something. It just it just was really unpleasant. Um, so I, I gave that the lowest end of the scale. I gave that a one for integrity. Yeah, and, that, and that I think that had a lot to do with the with the size of I was what I was trying to accomplish with the sandwich. The sandwich right. size was too big. The ratio essentially was off of the stuffing to the bread and the and the sandwich size to the ratio of the size of my mouth. <laughs> it, right. it, it well, there's work. nothing we can do about that, right? Right, exactly. There are certain things that are fixed parameters and other things are things I can change. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope there's a picture somewhere of you trying to eat this, this, um, oh, this I know. bagel it's so sandwich. Oh, I, yeah, it's, yeah, I'd have to, I mean, think about this. <laughs> Talk about conversation piece. <laughs> you know, like having someone to work, can you take a picture of me trying to eat this sandwich? Why? Uh, you know, uh, you know. Um, People may suspect things that we don't want them to suspect about about the nature of your relationship to sandwiches. So. <laughs> uh, and I will say, just to speak the other one, the one that I expected to have low integrity, which is the sub roll, because I put all this kind of like and we had that experience at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you would think that it broke off, and uh, I wrapped it all in tin foil. But the actual end, bottom of the bread, for the most part, I would say about seventy five percent of of the bread stayed intact. Like a little bit of the end had kind of broken off. But if I were to literally to have picked it up out of the uh, tinfoil sure. and eaten it that way, I think it still would have stayed together. But all I can say is that it didn't break. It was still a, an, an, a sandwich with integrity. So, um, And you were able to fit that. You were able exactly. to Exactly. What led to the great experience that was that the size of it was just right for my mouth and I could bite it off and the bread stayed together in a way it didn't stay last week. Um, 
And uh, so overall, like, you know, uh, that was a four out of five. Yeah, that, that sounds right to me. Yep. That sounds right. Um, conversation piece. Yes, exactly. How? Um, For mine? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought using the mozzarella balls was innovative. It was. I mean, I think just to... was one word for it. Uh, uh, maybe, maybe uh, uh, ill, uh, ill-conceived. <laughs> well, I, I kind of like this idea of wrapping it in the ham. I mean, it keeps it all together. It's not rolling off the sandwich at all. Right. So you would think. Right. So normally you think of cheese as a layer that you would have, like you know, within one of these stack sandwiches. Right. But really, what it was like, you know, imagine just rolling a piece of, of yeah. uh, circular ham slice yeah. or like an old it's like or, ham slice, like hors d'oeuvres on a sandwich. Exactly right. Yeah. yeah. It was. It was like. Uh, Interesting. It was like. Uh, what do they call that? Uh, pigs in a blanket, but it was uh, different. It was. It was, it was cheese. Was, cheese. It was. Ham. Uh, yeah, a blanket inside a pig. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Oh, yeah. Maybe not. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll work on that. We'll work on that one. Uh, but yeah. So the, I thought the use of the mozzarella balls is innovative. And let's say raspberry ham. That's a conversation piece in of itself. Right? Sure. Yeah. It's unfortunate that the actual. So so here's an interesting dynamic, right? So it's a conversation piece because I used it, but not because of like the experience or taste of it, right? So like, yeah. I, we get to talk okay. now about sure. raspberry peppercorn being an awesome flavor. Yeah. Did uh, you have any other than? Did you I just try it? I should have into before I uh, uh, came to. Because uh, you know, it because it, it might just be that the the, 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 uh, yeah. the flavor the just wasn't that strong in the first place. I know. Maybe. That's why I wonder. I would have liked to have had that type of uh, experimentation, so I could have figured out what the what each individual element was like. But so, fair enough. But that's not your sandwich anyway. It's, it the, hab- it's the habanero. Yeah, the habanero yeah. one was was great, uh, but it wasn't that innovative. Uh, in, in addition to the things I've just talked about before. Uh, but the habanero adding just enough heat. Yeah, was I don't, I don't not, think of not, ham be, uh, that way anyway. I don't think of it. I've never. I'm not. I'm not sure. I've had any dish that has ever like been spicy and featured ham. Yeah. I'm not sure. I've seen that before. That's true. I, I will say. I, I, I don't know if you would agree with this, but I feel like the raspberry ham is much more interesting. Yeah. Than the habanero ham, so I actually rated this even lower on conversation piece. The the sub roll with the habanero ham, I gave it okay. a one. I thought there was virtually no conversation piece to that. Oh, okay. Other than maybe the heat, but even that's like not quite. But it's like we're, we're never raspberry raspberry ham. That's fascinating. We're never doing like a plain two ingredient sandwich. So, yeah. Yeah. So, exactly. So that's okay. That what makes sense. I feel like uh, well, first of all, did you talk about your sandwich? I did. I actually talked about my sandwich quite a bit. Um, around the office. Okay, you this, tell. this is the first first time that okay. I've actually done that. Excellent. And uh, they looked really good too. I was showing off some pictures. That you know, I, this is a best case scenario for me. I think in I'm terms very of happy for you. conversation piece. I know this is a, it warms it warms our hearts to yes. to have. I'm, a, I'm serious. Yeah. Yeah. I, I so I'm I'm gonna give it a five. I mean I I. Uh, I don't know. I mean, what what other, other than that? What what should a five be? I mean, no. yeah, it literally was. But do you? And if you don't remember, you, you can say you don't remember. But do you remember the types of questions you were asked in response to this? I'm you're curious about the types of conversation that the sandwich engendered. Yeah, um, I mean, maybe some follow up questions yes. uh, about uh, how what inspired the sandwich exactly. in the first place. Right. Good point. Yep. Which was that uh, pineapple infused balsamic vinegar. I actually, I've really Great only idea. known ham in, in in two ways: this this croque monsieur, or like a regular ham and cheese, yes. which I've never liked, and um, and you know we've we've all run into like a Hawaiian, you know, pe- pizza, you Absolutely. know, stuff With like that. Ham and the, so, and the, uh, and yeah. the yeah, yeah, and uh, and man, I, I just I just love how that that uh, pineapple ring just fits so perfectly on that thing, so. 
So yeah, so I'm going to stick with a five. That's excellent. I have to say congrats on that because now we actually have a nice thing to, to judge against. It's nice to have the ideal That's right. put out there. The the gauntlet has been thrown down. I, I think so. And it's crunchy. <laughs> can, can, I, can I speculate here? So Croc Monsieur? Yep. You know, I should have done my homework here, but or couldn't have, but... But is that Mr. Crunch? It is Mr. Crunch, Okay, yes. I wanted to make sure that that's actually how it's supposed to be translated. Yes. Uh, yeah, but uh, so I don't... And, and no. Madame, Croc Madame is, is... So that's when you put an egg on it. Okay. You can use your imagination. Ah, and that's what they call it, Madame. Ah, interesting. <laughs> uh, there's I, there's I do, some inference to be drawn right? here, yes. I, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh... But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick, uh, uh, I'm just going to say experience-wise... Um, I really enjoyed having a hot sandwich. Uh, you know, Good. not that Good it was know. not that it was yep. hot, hot. You know, because yep. I didn't have the the ham in the microwave yep. and yep. and the pineapple was cold. I mean, it was room temperature. Yes, but uh, I liked having the hot. The crunch was. I mean, I really this English muffin was crispy. I would I would say that that's inspiring. I actually kind of want to try that now. Yeah, I I, I want to try to make the bread crunchy. And see what that means, or yeah. buy crunchier bread or something. Yeah, or or um, I mean, do you have a toaster at work? Um, one a toaster oven, or just a toaster? Yeah, we have a. Oh, you have, have a toaster a, oven. You know what I mean? Like, you, you like open. Oh, the that's front fantastic! Part and, you the, and you stick the whole sandwich in. Yeah, you could actually, and and this is true for anyone with a toaster oven. This would be this sandwich would be so much easier to make if I you totally had a toaster agree. oven. Yep, then you because because you don't need two steps. Yeah. Right. yeah, I would actually I would recommend that uh, the. Do whatever you're going to do with the, the tops of the English muffin. But yep. the, the bottom where the cheese is going to go, yes, exactly. I would recommend that that get toasted to some extent before you put the cheese on. Because once you do that, anything that's under the cheese is not going to become crispier. Exactly right. Um, but, but yeah, that's a, that's a one-step process on the on the toaster oven. And it means you can heat up the, the ham at the same time. Exactly. The, the pineapple can, can uh, you know... Mm-hmm. Uh, I yeah I um is is that one that would store well overnight? I think you might know that my preference is to construct overnight and then because the next day when you're busy at work you just want to no you really have to make it live. Yeah, I mean it's work. it's to make I think a cold crispy English muffin just feels like you're eating really old bread. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, so I, I can imagine that. But it, it it was you know I just brought five ingredients into work and, mm-hmm. and you know it took less than five minutes in in, in the kitchen even right. though I was doing the toaster and uh, in the microwave but. Oh yeah. Okay. So let me kick it back to you. So, I really so want to know five. About, yeah. Okay. Five. Good. Excellent. What about the overall experience then to kind of round it out? Yeah, that's what I mean. Okay. Uh, experience. I'm going to give B five for myself. But. Oh, okay. Good. Okay. So my very low experience in my low integrity sandwich, the the uh, the uh, peppercorn ham, uh, raspberry ham um, on the bagel. Bready. Uh, I couldn't yeah. get the whole sandwich in my mouth. I only got parts of the sandwich each Do time. Do you like bagels? Um, I wonder if that's part of the issue. That's uh, all. It, my, I, actually, I used to eat them a lot more than I eat them now. Yeah. Um, I, I recall that. We've eaten lunch on, many times. Uh, it's so true. We go way back on that. Um, uh, lunch is almost like our uh, our forte. Yes, it's what brings us together. That's yeah, so right. Yeah. Like breaking. Entice. Right. Yeah. Yes. The, um, but the... <laughs> so, so for some reason, I didn't give this one a one. I gave it a two. Okay. I think all I'm right. just preserving a one for just yeah. something worse. it could happen if i if i had actually uh played out the string with my my mint concoction this week i I would have i would like uh, you to experiment more with mint this is something we we will come back to this i i'm I'm positive there's a way to do it there's gonna be a way to do it there is um so uh, my other sandwich 
uh, overall, my sam- my tomato cuts were way too big, which made the experience of that really tough. Gotcha. Um, it just like exploded, and it just didn't stuff right. Um, so my second sandwich on the sub roll with the habanero tomatoes were too big, not stuffed in a normal way. I kind of dropped the tomatoes into the center in, a, in kind of a way. It should have been chopped in some way. Sure. Um, uh, and maybe the photo might might allow some, uh, uh, you know, might be easier to envision that. But bottom, I gave that one a three for experience. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, I give it a three out I mean, of five. You, when I wrote it before, I feel like <clears throat> the experience was slightly better and it wasn't bad. I, middle of the road. Well, yeah, I mean, and you've already talked about how the 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 mozzarella aftertaste was was nice. The, yeah. the heat the heat at the during the time. Exactly right. Is, you know, that's partly a taste thing, but it's it's yeah. partly an experience thing. Exactly right. I wonder what I would have to do to push myself up to a five, but I, I still leave it at a three. You know, I mean, it's, I, I think we're still. Trying well, I'll to tell you what you got to do. You yeah. got to make a Hawaiian inspired oh, croque monsieur. Yeah, you, did, <laughs> I will say, did you did you are you still referring to it as a croque monsieur, or do you have a uh, yeah? Come up with a name. Um, I I think uh, I think yeah. I mean, I don't have a snappier name. I mean, I, I don't. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know pineapple. Okay. Let's see, I mean, if I said a Hawaiian-inspired croque monsieur, what are you thinking? Uh, almost exactly what you said, I think, right? Yeah, I, think I would think so. Pretty I, have close. Re- I have to remind myself Probably what no spinach. what a croque monsieur was, but then yeah, yeah, the right. Hawaiian-inspired, I could get what you mean. Yeah. So, so I think that's good. Or, or, or you maybe put English muffin in the name. The English muffin was an important, important part of this process. And, okay, so what, what does that mean for your score sum? How much did you get in total? This is a 29 sandwich. That's a 29 sandwich? Out of 35, yeah. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. Well, Mine, th- thank uh, you, th- thank you for pushing me into ham. I I appreciate it. That's true. I'm, I'm very interested here. We're going to propose for next week, but, <laughs> but the, that's uh, right. Um, but so my my sandwich that was on a cinnamon raisin bagel got a 19. Yeah, that's probably not a, a yeah. repeat sandwich. Yeah. And my other one was just slightly better at a 22 on the sub roll. All right, but that's uh, I mean that's well within Room range for last week. Now and well within yes, exactly. Well within range of what. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, like a uh, you know that that pickled egg thing I did, I I, I could do that again, but it, it's the same same type of thing. Exactly right. There there there's a tweak there probably. Right. That makes a meaningful difference. Exactly. And uh, it just means we will get back to it. Actually, yes. uh, we didn't talk about this off air. I'm going to pitch this to you now. Oh, please do it. Um, so maybe we'll, we'll come up with the timing, but maybe every tenth episode or so. Yes. We do a leftovers episode. Okay. Where we experiment with sandwiches past that maybe weren't up, oh, to, like up to snuff. Sounds like a good idea. And um, during the leftovers week, perhaps instead of having um, a document to react to, we go into our own cognitive toolkit and take out some of our, our favorites from the past. Maybe things that uh, you and I came up with. So, oh, so, leftovers so we, we week. would be the uh, leftovers from our own thoughts. Yes. Oh, wow. I, well, I, just think about that. I, I, no, I, I yeah. Well, uh, maybe we'll put up a poll in the, on the Facebook page. That's a good idea. We probably won't, but maybe we will. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'll leave that to you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my social media maven? Yeah, you know, I've really, I've spent like five years away from Facebook. Okay. But, I mean, you were an early adopter of Facebook. I, I really was. An extremely early Well, I, I'm not, not extremely early. I think there are no, who... there's extremely early. I mean, you think of how, like how many... Are there like a billion people on Facebook right now? I don't remember the actual number, but yeah, I, I, mean, I, I was in the first millions. several thousand. Is that correct? Yeah. So that's like your your. Yeah. So I, 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 I remember when it started. When it, when it started on campus, I remember 
not probably being part of the first wave, as they as they would say, I guess. Okay. But, but I so now I, was, I see where your reservation comes from. Yes. Then yes, I was not right. Remember back from um, Malcolm Gladwell's work, right? Like, now I said the word Maven, right? But all that stuff, like you know, who are the? I think it's the same book, right? Or is that the the tipping point, right? Yes. Initial right. adopters versus right. you know right. I forget the names, but um, the we might get into Gladwell at some yeah, point. I, I think that it might be conducive to the year. You know, I mean, yeah, I, he's I, got he got some be. nuggets. He has some, and I, I have a lot of respect for his work. So okay, uh, I, I just love having the nuggets to react to. Me too. You know, put them in front of me, and you know, let me decide whether or not it's something I want to keep. Yeah, is, is it fair to say that maybe our reading for this week was actually uh, essentially just an, an assemblage of nuggets? It was an assemblage of nuggets, yes. Very very bite-sized pieces. Exactly right. Like the mozzarella balls of wisdom. Yes. Wrapped in ham. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I, you know, I would like to dive into it. Yes, Should please. Should we go for it? Okay, please. But, but why don't we start back to think about the quote you, you started with. Maybe that's a way to jump in. Yeah, so, um, so in you know, I'd, I could come across The Art of War as, yes. during a, another stage of my life. I wasn't at war at the time. I don't mean to imply that. But this actually was the thing that uh, stuck with me the most. The okay. idea that basically deception is your friend. So like whatever you are, if you're in competition, whatever you are, you want your opponent to think the opposite. It doesn't matter. Right. Like if, if you're very strong, it doesn't serve you necessarily yes. for your opponent to know that you're very strong. Because if you're already at war, then it's not like it was a deterrent to war like you want to um you want them to uh make a move that they're that they're then gonna gonna get uh going to regret and um if you're vulnerable because you're small you don't want to be attacked or you want to be treated with caution uh, or more caution than you deserve yes and uh you know it goes through a pretty long list here of these are the types of things that uh, you want if if you're in this situation, convince them the opposite. You know, exactly right. Um, where when you're when near, make it appear that you are far away. Exactly. When far away, that you are near. You know, offer a, an enemy to a bait to lure him, and then feign disorder. So, so it's not like exactly. doesn't look like you're ready when when you are ready. Feign disorder and strike him. Exactly uh, right. Yeah, I think that's that's fascinating. It's hard it's hard to kind of start to imagine. Uh, how far the the metaphor could go in other in other spaces, right? Other than war, it's got yeah, it's got to be a competition. Yes, thing, right. I, I I think the competitive aspect is really important there. Yeah, I, I think that this is right. So the deception aspect, I think, is exactly so. Right in terms of uh, our 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 daily walks of life, exactly right. It, it might fit mine more than yours. You know, my uh, this our our litigation is uh, this is this is how the the, the game is played. You got to know the rules, and then, you know, maybe, uh, you know, more deception should be used, which is uh, now. Now I feel like I've dug a hole for myself. It no, depends on what what people think of of lawyers, I guess. But me me saying that lawyers should be more deceptive probably does not uh, um, win too many favors, I guess. But perhaps not. Uh, you know, we'll. Um... But how about sports, right? Like if you're gonna run a fake play, you want to make it look like you're not doing anything unusual, right? Yes, and, and exactly. Like, right. Without a doubt. I mean, yeah. in, in, the, in the in the yeah, in, in football, you just imagine this being exactly. Yeah, if a football, um, you know, if you're strong, uh, you know, if you if you want to pass, make it look like you're gonna run. You know, it's it's it's. Uh, 
I don't know. Uh, the the I mean, baseball is my my thing. Exactly. The right. the the pitcher batter confrontation, which is really what every what baseball is completely about. Yes. The pitcher has every incentive to to throw something that uh, the pitcher the the batter is it not is expecting. It's all about deception. Yeah, it is all about deception. It's about it's about uh, strength sometimes. Oh yeah, but, sorry. Yeah. I shouldn't say. I, no, no, I, no I it is. But it is. It's all about deception. But I, I, but, no, but it is yes, even yeah, about that. It's yeah, right. even even to the extent that it's about other things. It's still about being deceptive about yeah, those yes, other exactly things. Right. Yeah. So. Um, so it seems like people who are are masters at this, as it were. Um, that's get right. That get that. That's right. Yeah. There's um. There's a um. Do you belong to the school of thought that um, you know, sports have kind of replaced war in in our in our culture that they're they're kind of a bookmark uh, that they those those um, internal that 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 drive that maybe is partly responsible for wars in the past that, you know, we're, we're getting out some of those, those demons in, in, in sports. Oh uh, yeah. I, yeah. Now that I see what you're getting, I, I think, I think you're right. It's I think very much a regional and, thing. And, and I don't know if you learn this in, in, in us your, versus them in anthropology classes, but like the nature of like rituals and how those things are enable us to kind of let, um, you know, get some of the aggressions out. I, you know, I, I'm on sure. the top of my head now, but like, Imagine like uh, sport as being the place where like you know like how about World Cup competitions right sure like 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 yes that's World Cup that's that's exact I mean? that's exactly that's the right point yeah. I think mean, I think that's the situation because it is it's right? so nationalized as well exactly right yeah. so like so in some sense like getting out your aggression for like you know the competitive aspect of that I think is a really important thing to think about um, so I feel like yeah I think that uh, I mean in deception. You can, come into play there as well but i think that the competitive aspect and have it being played out in the field i think is i think you're right that i think that that's a that might be like our um the the the, the new way in which we kind of uh, you know do diplomacy even or do uh or you know international relations yeah interesting in, in many aspects right of course certainly the world is is, is still rife with uh with conflict that that, that right. unfortunately is not resolved in these kind of peaceful ways do you? Th- I mean, how are are we confident enough in this to to even um, recommend sport mm. in in places where you know conflict seems um, like a problem, like like uh, you know not, not necessarily probable, but that there's a risk there. Is it, is there any uh, solution in saying you know well let's, no let's do this on the on a football pitch instead. It's interesting. I think I'd like to know whether it's even been tried before. Mm. And, I mean, even think back to Good this call. work, right? Like, isn't isn't there something about even here, like all the, um, well, think about it. Let's, let's bring it back to the art of war, right? I mean, like, he seems to say that he says, "What is of, of what is of supreme importance in war is to attack the enemy's strategy." Yes. Right. Right. So, like, maybe a yeah. So, so maybe what this is saying is that. Um, a lot of the work of, of winning wars is done in the on the strategic side. Sure. Not on the battlefield. Right. Yeah, the um I, I liked the idea, um it says pretty pretty succinctly in uh was it the third chapter about about strategy, which Offensive is I think strategy, where you are yeah. now. Yep. Uh, towards the end there, um he just kind of rolls it out in, in categories. If you know yourself and your enemy, exactly, and you do everything else he recommends, exactly right, you will never be in peril. Yes, that's exactly right. If you know yourself and not your enemy, 
then you're you're only ever going to have a basically a 50-50 shot. Exactly right. And um, if you're ignorant of both, I mean, there's a, there's a lot in here about, about truly knowing yourself and what exactly that means, right. but yep. if you don't know both, you will always be in peril. Yep. And, and maybe it really is that simple. I thought it was interesting that, um, I mean, there is a fourth uh, combination there of... Um, of knowing your enemy but not yourself, and True. it like I didn't miss that. It seemed it seemed like reading everything else. There's really just no chance that if how can you possibly know an enemy if you can't know yourself? Yeah, it's, it's hard for me to imagine that scenario. It is. It, I mean, there's a this is all about knowledge, right? Without a doubt. And um, so I guess it would be possible to maybe be uh, deceived by by a lieutenant and this isn't necessarily a, a, a restricted to war, this, right. this comment, but if you're deceived by a lieutenant but very knowledgeable about, about the enemy, I guess I could see that. But even that, the, I mean, the principle would then stand, you know, 50-50. That's, uh, the only way to be in good stead is to know everything, I guess, and, and not make any mistakes. This is a... You can make yourself invincible... Exactly. Sun Tzu, right. Sun Tzu yes, teaches, yes, it does, yes. But you have no influence at all on your enemy's vulnerability. Only on your um, your ability to take advantage exactly of Exactly right. Without a doubt. And so it's like, look, worry about yourself. Make sure you're in a strong position. Make sure you don't make any mistakes. Make sure that you're in a position to press any advantage that, that seems available to you. Exactly right. But you can't you can't make your enemy weak. You can, um, you know, defeat his strategy, right. perhaps. Right. But um, there's there's no way to guarantee victory um, all the time. Which, you know, if he if he went that far, right? I mean, yep. Seems like Sun, Sun Tzu would say, well, he did say, if you follow all of this, you'll never lose. But exactly. that that's not the same thing as saying if you follow all of this, you'll you'll always win. Yes, well said. Yeah, but I will say, can we talk about this vulnerability issue? Sure. So, he says he, he says you cannot cause an enemy to be certainly vulnerable. Right. Because I, I would think that isn't... And I, and I see making someone else vulnerable different than deceiving them, I think. But I think there are some interrelations there. That's right. Well, it's like, so, yeah, it's a first step. Are they are they capable of being deceived? Right, but I think but like when like the... And I, I admittedly am not a, a, a military expert at all, but like you imagine like the... The situation where uh, you're supposed to uh, compromise the capacities or the capabilities of your opponent, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and maybe this is like part of war, not part of the prep for war or something. But like you imagine, like you could the whole uh, strategy of like attacking their like armories or or those types of things in order to kind of whittle them down of their capabilities. Doesn't that make them more vulnerable? Um, can't you actually make them more vulnerable in that way, or yeah. is this something more vulnerable? Yeah, I think in a different. Way? I think part of the trouble with. Uh... Uh, putting something like this under a microscope yes. is is the language barrier, without a doubt. Uh, because um, yeah, we don't know exactly what these words mean, and and we're using a a, uh, a translation, kind of an old translation. Yes, by Samuel B. Griffith. That's right. Uh, yeah, kind of old, but um, it it does a pretty good job at at some points of offering some additional words. Exactly. Because there, there, there are some, there's some archaic things here, like this chapter um, entitled "Energy." Yes, uh, five that we read. Um, 
well, what the hell does that mean, right? But well, it's great. I mean, even the, the little footnote there. Is well, yeah, that's what I mean. Like there. force, yeah. influence, authority. Well, now I know what energy means. Exactly. It means, it means like the a, word energy. Yeah, it's um, I oh, guess it's like force. potential. They say potential, like potential energy, because they ask all the metaphors of water. That's right, water. Yes, so that, I think right. that's where they mean by energy. This, yeah. this is like potential energy, the stuff you've stored up. Like, like what does he say? What's, we've got to get to that. And this isn't something that's Sun Tzu, right? Isn't it something that was in the translation of it where it's something like um, the water metaphor? It says uh, uh, underneath, uh, like right at the end of Dispositions, actually, right before the energy chapter, mm-hmm. uh, there's, mm-hmm. a, there's a, like a, a note from another source. I'm not sure who that other source is. Right. But it's like under number 20 or something. Uh, um, it says... The nature of water is that it avoids heights and hastens the lowlands. Um, when the dam is broken, the water cascades an irresistible force. Yes. Now the shape of an army resembles water. Take advantage of the enemy's unpreparedness, attack him when he does not expect it, avoid his strength and strike his emptiness, and like water, none can oppose you. Right. So that and it leads right into the energy chapter, which must be about like ways of building up your potential energy, right? Yeah. Um, yeah so it says something like... Um, Let's see if we can kind of, uh, and maybe that's the, oh yeah, when, um, uh, yeah, it talks a lot about forces in this chapter. It's fascinating because I like to think about that as someone who studied physics for a bit, right? Um, to kind of splitting things up into just like forces and energies as a way to kind of, uh, you know, as one way of conceptualizing it. Um, so there must be much, much more to explore that than even I could do live, but it's just amazing to think about the fact that maybe that's what he's getting at, the like the potential um, energy that you build up within an army so that when, when battle comes, um, you right. just literally release when the, the When the advantage literally. is there, yes. yes. Right, yeah. There's a um, there's even a little more about that, I think. What about, um, um, you know, this kind of infinite variations yes. idea from, from uh, this uh, chapter 6, the weaknesses and strengths? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, yep. I you know I just I found this uh, pleasing oh well oh, I guess uh, I'm sorry I meant to stick with uh, energy this yes five that's fine yeah um, so I guess you know who knew right but uh, um, he says uh, there oh, are five yes yeah. sorry yes I love that stuff yeah that was that, that really that really yes. uh, untrue so I'm gonna read this because there's do. no reason not to yes the musical notes are only five in number. But their melodies are so numerous that one cannot hear them all. Yep. The primary colors are only five in number, but their combinations are so infinite that one cannot visualize them all. And the flavors are only five in number. Here's our sandwich. Uh, right, because yeah. like the fifth flavor is umami. Uh, but there the, are five flavors. But right? the blends are so various that one cannot taste them all. And and so then there's this, this point of um, you can't even rely yes. on on your favorite strategies exactly right you you need to be prepared to basically write a melody as you go exactly to, right there's a there's an infinite number of strategies that'll work based on you know what what shape the enemy is i'm gonna right. borrow that word because i really like I it i love that too yes um and uh yeah this is um this is a, it's all about about um if you master the tools then you maybe you master the results Mm-hmm. You know, if we master our our toaster and our uh, know how how to microwave, when to microwave. Yeah, that's true. That goes back to the be- beginning when he sets out all the different things in which you have to kind of attend to. Yeah, right. Um, the uh, 
I think that's exactly that. You have to kind of know your tools. What are the five things he says in the beginning? I mean, it's all, um, um, it's like these are the five things that uh, um, oh, yeah, uh, right. appraise the five fundamental factors. Um, and these are factors, um, it just, just yeah, I mean, just all different things you have to think about when you go into it. Moral influence, weather, terrain. I mean, this just sounds like ingredients. Yeah, right. Um, right. Command, doctrine, and he, and he goes into that, and it's interesting to kind of uh, think through the ways he defines them, but mostly speaking, it's like, he, here is like the recipe, and there each of the ingredients you have to kind of... It's like, here well. are the rules for making yes, recipes. Doubt, I agree. No, yeah. no, exactly right. Yep, yep. Right. Yeah. And uh, when he gets into dispositions and energies, I mean, he hasn't even gotten into like military might even, even as we've explored in the several chapters we've explored for right. this week, right? So... But I didn't mean to drop the point about the. I, I, first of all, I think that the writing of the musical notes are only five in number, or the prime and colors are only five in number is fascinating. It is, yeah. Um, I love those type of color and and uh, musical metaphors. Anytime you get yeah, we're those. we're gonna get we're gonna get deep into some color theory. I think at I some really, point I here because so. that's yeah. that's a that's a favorite of mine. So. I know, I know. And uh, you and I are both, um, you know, music guys. So exactly right. Yeah. Um, so this this rung true. Yeah, it rings true. So, it um, will ring true. <laughs> yeah. Many times in the future. Yes. Um, so what do, you, what do you think? Um. Let's see. I liked I liked the the idea of like ferreting out the enemy. Yes. Where um. You know, back to this idea of you can't you can't make your enemy be vulnerable in the first place like exactly. you can't make him dumb you know what i mean right but yep. you can kind of force him to show his hand without a doubt and uh so i i i enjoyed that you know if you if you do kind of ferret out that information you know what strategy will work and whatnot um you can learn those by agitating him right that's right so you try to poke some holes or whatever and see what the response is like right and great i love the idea that um if you force your opponent to guess, then you're almost always going to win because there's a big chance that he's going to guess wrong. Like, you know, put his forces in the wrong spot where you don't really attack. Exactly. You know, like a, like a D-Day type thing. Yep. Or, um, I like this point that if he has no idea where you're going to attack, and I apologize for keeping using he, but it's just because we're model. It's easy to model after. Yes, exactly. Uh, the, the writing of our work. Right. Yes, exactly right. Um, but if if uh, the enemy has no idea um, where you're going to attack, then they have to defend every every place equally, which means right. that they're not strong anywhere. Exactly right. So, uh, I like that. When, 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 uh, when, what does it say? When he is, when the enemy is united, divide him. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, it's, it's all those different ways of, yeah. But I, I agree. I, I mean, yeah. The energies and force specs after that, right? Like you're splitting up the energies and everything. Right. They can't come on like a torrent of water. Yep. Because they're in kind of different places. Yeah. If if uh, if order is an asset for you, exactly. if you you have well ordered forces, yes, then it becomes uh, advantageous to feign confusion. Exactly. Because you'll be able to come come back together, and organization is the way to do that. Same thing if if your your forces, are, courage is a strength. Then you'd you'd feign cowardice, if and and just strength overall weakness. Exactly right. So, um, I don't know. I mean, there's 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 a ton here. 
Um, there's, there's, there's definitely a lot to chew on. Um, even just say uh, showing up to the battlefield first is always a good idea. Yes. Because uh, by definition, uh, your enemy will always be more weary than you. Yeah. Keep them on the run. Yes. Wear them down, I think, is one of the one of the top things here. Oh, uh, there is one other thing I wanted to talk about. This idea that uh, that we keep kept flirting with here of, you know, you can make yourself invincible. You can't make the enemy vulnerable. Yes. And um, I think this. uh, I'm thinking about this in terms of intelligence, Mm -hmm. right? Which is probably one of the main ways that it that has some import for us. Exactly. Now, because we're we're not. uh, you and I are not generals of any armies. Um, but I like this idea of how if you're trying to trick your enemy, if you're always trying to deceive your enemy, mm-hmm. there will never be a time when you try to make your enemy think you're more intelligent than you are. Because you can't... That's not something that you can really fake. Right? And even if you did, uh, I don't think you could do yes, so extremely right. enough exactly right. to actually convince yes. the other person. But something something you can always do is fake being dumb. That's right. How could you fake being more intelligent? But you right. can imagine. But you can always you can always uh, you can always make yourself look like you're you're making unintelligent moves. Exactly. And count on the fact that the person that you're up against will perceive that. Without a will, doubt. Will will say, oh well no this why they do this. Yes. Yeah. So one of our touchstones, right, is always uh, if things don't make sense, it's because we're missing information. information. Yeah. So, um, and information is the the name of the game in competition. Without that's, a doubt, that's the main takeaway here. Right? In fact, in fact, the deception is about giving people misinformation. That's right. So you're, you're still giving them information, but they're but they're. That's the true battlefield. Yeah. Well, I gotta tell you, man, I actually really like that we actually did this this week. The the art of war. Oh, great. I, I, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, and I, um, it just it makes me really happy just to dig through into something that's, that's so pithy in the right ways, right? Where it's like, you know, it's like nuggets of. Like, already boiled down. Already yeah. boiled down for us. Bite size. Yes. Bite sized. Yeah. Um, so that's great. Nugget sized nuggets. Nugget sized. So, so I don't know if, if that's going to inspire us for our next ingredient, but uh, unless you have something in mind, I think you have something in mind. Do you have something in mind? I, I don't. Uh, there was one, another one maybe we kicked around for last. That's last right. Time. I think we should pick that one up for this week. Okay, so... Uh, Do you want to go for it or should I say it? Please. I will say it. So we were thinking of going with beef. Beef? It's what's for lunch. <laughs> well, at least it, must be, it, will be, it will be what's for lunch next week. That's right. <laughs> okay, this is good. This is, that is good. Cool? I yeah. think, I, I'd like to go with that. And, and I mean, beef obviously makes me think of burgers, but we can just see how we go. Well, let's, let's make hamburger its own thing. I agree. Some so can we put that off? The, that will not be on the agenda. These are different ways of using beef that are in beef. sandwich. Yeah, the a sandwich, a sandwich beef. Yes, I guess it's a roast beef. It's really right. Is there another kind of beef? Uh you could have ground beef. Yeah, it's and, a and hamburger, it, no. Uh, well, let's say for example, like a okay, uh, like a deconstructed hamburger, right? Yeah, or uh, um, I guess there is such a thing as corned beef. Or like a, what do they call the manwiches? Yes. <laughs> the, uh, uh, sandwich, manwich, wingman, or something. Like yeah. a jerked beef? Yeah. 
Yeah. You could do that. Yeah. So I think I, 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 I don't know what there's a lot to hear. Yeah. All right. So we'll we will we will go to the lab, our home labs. Exactly right. Uh, we'll work on beef for for next week for episode four. Yes. Um, it's this has been a pleasure. It has to, been a pleasure. I to wish you could do in person. in person yeah. more often with such an amazing view that we see from where we're sitting. Right <laughs> it, now. It, this is silly. It's, it's silly. just silly. Um, but you know, ne- next week we'll resume our uh, usual. Uh, you know, each of us from our own place. And, That's right. Uh, we got to do some work on our own anyway. Exactly right. And uh, so um, we're on Twitter at Sandwich Wingman. Yes. And uh, we are now on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Sandwich Wingman. Please, um, uh, I guess the the correct term is throw us a like there on on yeah. uh, Facebook in particular. Uh, we're gonna put some some pictures up there of our sandwiches. Exactly um, right. Maybe even different types of pictures. Like I got one that, that just shows my ingredients before they have oh, beforehand. Oh, I didn't do that, but I have. Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll mix and match. Uh, we'll put up a picture of this, I guess. And and if you're if if you have some advice for us, or you want to share um, something you did with um, exactly right ham, or something you did, you know, with beef. Exactly, uh, we'd love to hear that. Then um, or a different take on one of our sandwiches. That's that's probably the place to go is uh, Facebook, and we'll. You and I will be there. We'll get it. Yes. So. Great. And thank you so much. Thanks very much, Rob. I'm going to shake your hand on air because we're yes. not going to get a chance to do yes. that much. Exactly right. And um, we'll be back at it next week.